Well, the band formed in 2008. Since then, they released uh, a couple EPs. One is uh, Threatened, and uh, that's a machine. Uh, actually, Tommy Drift and Mushroom Head ended up, you know, going down there and supporting the Bastard Machine EP with there at the Mushroom Studio, which is, you know, you know, unfortunately I wasn't in a band then, but, you know, I bet you it was a pretty awesome experience. Uh, and now it's a full-length album, Exile, so. When's the full exit, when did that come out? It was out, uh, when was it, Ian? When did Exile come out? Uh, last September. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's our full independently? Uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to also get that on iTunes and all that up and going here uh, real soon in the future, and we should be having, like, a strong up and going with the, a website soon. But right now, as it is, it's kind of selling at shows and, uh, like, hitting us up on one of the websites. Okay. Right. But I mean, we do we do everything kind of for ourselves. I mean, full DIY on all you know releases, right. or recording, or you know booking or whatnot. Right, right, all right, cool, yeah. Definitely, definitely familiar with the DIY actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Nate, um, can you describe like the transition that you guys took from being like just like a group of guys to having like camaraderie like as a band? like together? I mean, honestly, it was, you know, we came together. I met these guys on the internet and um, came up, tried out, you know, all the way from Indianapolis to Kalamazoo, Michigan. And, you know, instantly there was, you know, that connection there, you know, we just, we just clicked instantly, you know, like we knew each other for years and years, you know, great connection. And from there, we just, our styles mixed well. Jams, new jams. It was a great experience, and I mean, it was just weird how it all happened, came together, and just the feeling, the emotions that were there. You know, we just instantly clicked. So then, did you relocate? Uh no, I'm in the process you of doing that. Yeah, I'm in the process of relocating. You know, I'm still making that drive. Okay. So, yeah, how bad yeah, of a drive is that? Oh. <laughs> Well, depending, you know, the max about five hours, minimum three and a half hours. <laughs> what is I mean, that, but, like 250 miles? Yeah, I mean, the drive isn't what matters, you know what I'm saying? I mean, right, right. the drive that matters is what, you know, what's inside, you know, what we're trying to do. No, You know, the drive I mean, to me doesn't really mean anything to me. You know, it's something that I love to do, and I'm not really going to let anything you know, stop me from trying to do what I'm trying to do with these guys because our, our dedication and our talent, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Our energy, you know, it's, you know, it's a great thing to feel. Uh, I can really a great attitude there. I really can appreciate your drive, but I mean, what kinds of things do you do to like, take care of your car because if you're putting like 250 miles on a one-way drive oh, damn yeah. that's abusive on a, on your car yeah honda honda crv man hondas man they're great on <laughs> yeah. you know they're not hard to repair you know there's honda parts everywhere so i mean pretty much you know, the guys help out when they can with gas or you know alex kelly our auto oh, yeah so you know, he's 
he's our auto man. He went to school for it, so any problems that we have with our with our cars, Alex is pretty much on it. Oh, that's good. You have your own in-house mechanic. Oh, yes. When we're on the road, he's always checking everything, making sure everything's good, that we travel well, you know, nothing happens to the van. You know, if something happens, he is there to save the day pretty much. Yeah, and it's never broke down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. How, how many tours have you done? Well, yeah, about four, I would say. Four, four or five. Maybe even five. That entire, like, all you, have you covered the entire U.S. then? Not yet, no. We still, what we still regions push, have you uh, hit? California and up through Washington. More regions. Did you hit the East Coast? For the, not yet. We, we still got to get there, too. Pretty much kind of... You know, keep it to Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Arkansas, Missouri, kind of area. The deep south, like Indiana, Alabama, Mississippi? Uh, not yet. We've been trying to get it down in, like, through there, and we kind of want to get out to New York. And there's hopefully we, we're trying to get to, like, California next year as one of our big goals and kind of push through there. You, you've done Chicago, then? Oh, yeah, yeah, we love, we love Chicago. Love Chicago. Gonna, I miss you, so you're going to have to come back. <laughs> oh, we'd love to. We'd, and definitely probably March or, you know, April somewhere, and then we'll be back to hitting it good around, you know, out, outside our state and whatnot. All right. Yeah, we're also uh, starting to book our, our tours, so um, for the middle of the year next year, uh, some of the beginning, you know, if anybody – you know, once it's come out, they can hit up on our book, you know, Facebook slash My Name is Paul. Or hit us up on our Reverb page, our Reverb Nation slash My Name is Paul. You can find us there. You know, pretty much we'll play wherever, you know. You know, so I think we're dedicated to really getting people to experience, you know, emotions, what we're trying to pour into this music, what we're trying to do, what's live with this music. What about uh, you say you play wherever? What about like um, DIY spots, house parties, stuff like that? Oh yeah, we uh, I mean we don't play too many, not too much of those, but we will we will play you know wherever. We play a couple house parties, um, you know just uh, like American Legion places, you know places you can rent out, right? You know, for the evening and right, yeah. have come out, you know, play a show, put together a good show, you know, great experience, you know, friends, family, whatever, you know, just have something, you know, just feel like you have to focus. Yeah, we've seen a lot of bands do stuff like that. Uh, who was it, Nick? Who was it that uh, we were talking about? Somebody just did a U.S. tour playing nothing but house parties. Oh, shit. Um, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, a lot of drinking. Damn. Uh, right. I think Hatchet would have done something like that. Um, but we talked to those guys a while ago. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Um, shit, man. I, I can't remember. Would they be East Coast or West Coast? I well, don't like know. Central. Now. Wait, Vindicator maybe? It could be. I don't know, sir. 
Yeah, well, that would be pretty awesome, you know, just call around, you know, set it up, people's houses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that we're, that we're worried about is stuff like that, you know. Hey, <laughs> I just, I pull up, it's pretty much done over. Right, so. What else we got, Nick? Um, <clears throat> Nate, can you tell me like what you see as the greater evil in like the American music scene? Is it dealing with promoters or dealing with booking agents? I mean, booking agents, you know, he's paid to pretty much you know do what you need them to do. You know, whether you know some faults happen, you know, to where you're not going to get really your guarantee. You know, you go show up, play there. They're supposed to have a guarantee or, you know, something's under contract, you know, which we try to mostly do everything under contract. So that way, you know, there's the guarantee is there. But, you know, it's, I mean, with promoters, it's pretty much, you know, you know the promoter always has to be on top of it, you know, trying to make money, you know. And the next guy underneath him is trying to get, you know, more shows, better shows, and more money, you know, and then it becomes like a speech thing. That's kind of Stuff is kind of take the band money that they're working hard to open up for right. for a national act, you know. But it's pretty much, you know. I think I think it's equal to that. You, know, you can get screwed by the promoters, you can get screwed by the things, you know. The venue doesn't want to pay you out, then you go try to find a promoter that snuck out the back door because he can't pay you either, you know. <laughs> You know, once it gets crazy like that, mm-hmm. it's a really good show, great turnout, and, you know, some bullshit happens to the promoter, you know, makes it some bullshit because he wants a little bit of extra money. In what do you do when you're in one of those situations where you feel like you know the show was a successful show that night and they're just giving you some sort of, like, bogus reason to just uh, rip you off that night? I mean, pretty much, we try to handle it the best, way, the best way that we can professionally. You know, we don't try to, you know, like, we're going to fucking whoop ass, motherfucker. You know, we're not trying to, you know, we're not that type of push people. I mean, the push comes to sales, yeah, you know, but, I mean, Billy G, our, our manager, you pretty much takes care of that and through that. Problems like that do not happen. Great problem for that guy. He's a great guy. Loves what he, he does for us. He loves us. You know, there's nothing better. You know, he tries to promote us the best. You know, the way that we want to. You know, not the way that people want to see us. You know. So I to... Is uh, your current manager your first manager? Uh, he hired. I mean, I guess you say quote unquote managers. You know, basically, you know, there's people didn't take it as serious as we want to do. It's always on everything, you know. He's our first, like, in my experience, from being in the band. And he's the one that really drives hard, you know, to get, you know, where we need to be. Always, you know, telling us, okay, guys, what are you doing this week to, to better, you know, your promotion, your, your, music, anything, you know, he's always trying to motivate us, 
And that's always good to have. So, yeah. Now, can you tell me about how Drop the Axe was recorded and, like, who was most responsible in the creation of it? I do you know that. But, um, man, we were just uh, kind of chilling in the middle of, I want to say, there 2011, 2010, somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, we kind of try to mix stuff up musically because we're all into many different styles of metal, you know, all through the history from the classics to nowadays. But uh, our, our singer Joe was kind of like, you know, I just kind of want to do a straight-up old-school kind of thrash song. And uh, Alex came up with one of the main riffs, and we kind of just went with it. And the next thing you know, we had dropped the axe, you know. And kinda, we definitely wanted that kind of motorhead feel to, like, the whole end and whatnot. Got that swing. Got that swing. <laughs> Tell me about uh, Prime Order. Ooh, God, man. Every time I play that song live, man, it's like a bunch of emotions go through, you know, just with that beginning time work, you know, and into, oh, man. With that song, Prime Order, you know, it makes a state on, we play, we try to make you know, and I, I guess also, what do you think of that song? I love that song, man. That's got that groove, and I mean, it's got meaning to it. I, I think it just flows really well. I think it's one of the kind of the hits of the album. Yeah, a lot of people love that song. Yeah. What do you, What do you say about "Bow to the Pressure"? Bow to the pressure. It's the energy bomb. Yeah, our best half so far. Yeah, pretty pretty high about things. Straight up in your face, you know. You're gonna bang your head in this whole entire song. You're gonna drag you up and down, pretty much. You know, it's a roller coaster ride. It's you know, just straight, straight through the track. It's kind of about topping down and settling in and bowing down to what other people want from you instead of kind of remaining true to yourself and the people around you. Yeah. What type of merchandise? What type of merchandise do you guys have in, at the moment, and how can people order it? Oh uh, well, right now it's much sold out. Um, you know, we're trying to have shows of Exile, a new release, and saving up and get a picture for a variety of things because, you know, t-shirts, t-shirts and a sticker, you know, we just we want a variety of things to, you know, to get. That's me, but uh, we're trying to build a merch, uh, merch, go and merch, or whatever, so hopefully that'll be up to the same within this year, beginning of next, we should have things settled and keep, you know, keep posting on our Facebook. We're posting all the time, 
you know, all the time. If we get new stuff, you're going to hear about it. All right. So you have any more questions, Nick? we got a couple more minutes. Um, I was going to ask, uh, what are some of the social networking uh, sites the guys use in uh, Mine Enemies Fall? Like Facebook, Twitter, nice. SoundCloud, Reverb Nation? Um, we do have a Twitter, you know. Uh, Say the address, Sunday though. Um, we have Facebook. You can look at our Facebook. That's Mine Enemies Fall. You can look at our Reverb Nation. It's www.reverbnation.com slash mineenemiesfall. Um, pretty much we have all the links that you need to get a hold of us, or if you want to learn anything more on our Facebook, we have all the links there to our YouTube YouTube pages. You know, we have a lot of music on YouTube, the old stuff and the new stuff. So, um, that's quite a bit, though. Awesome. Well, Nate, like, when you're recording, when I mean, when you're in a recording setting, what types of things do you guys worry about for your drummer? For like, how, how is the mic set up when you guys are recording? Do you usually mic every single cymbal, or do you like to only put mics on like, put like maybe two or three mics down? Maybe you have, you know, a few overheads, you know, uh, trigger up the bass, you know, just to have that solid, you know, that kick there and, uh, and trigger up the, the snare, mounted toms, and floor toms. That's pretty much it. What do you find that's the biggest pain in the ass when you're recording? Like, what instrument or which member of the band is, like, takes the longest? Honestly, I mean, I, I mean, it depends on the education level, you know, on the, you know, how educated you are and your, and how well you know your music. You know, if you know it well, it'll take you a little bit of, you know, take you close to no time, but if you're still getting around to knowing the songs and trying to figure them out, you know, it's going to take you a while. I think it was probably me with I Am The End solo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this album, the Exile album, took, you know, a couple of years to really get down and get it the way we like it. So, but that's the thing of doing it on your own is, I mean, you can, yeah. you know, you can be a little more like an artist with it and kind of reapproach stuff instead of just rushing something out real quick because you got to pay a bunch of people, you know, this and that. Right, that's true. If you have the resources at home, and if you, you have the programs, the Ableton programs, you know you could, you know, pretty much do, do your guitar recordings at home. You know, yeah. you, you pay for your studio drumming. You know, if you don't have that, you know, available to you, you can't. So, it comes a lot cheaper. Pretty much doing it yourself. You take the time to really study it, look into it, and really drive. You know kind of put out the album that you want to put out, not the album that you kind of wanted to put out. By the way, you guys have any uh, concerts coming up in the near future? Um, right now, we're doing the writing process. So, uh, I think we have one the 27th is Papa Peace and Kalamazoo. Um, I'm not sure if that's in 
it's really set officially, but it should be the 27 at Papa Peace in Kalamazoo. And pretty much we're trying to book everything else, you know, tour-wise, you know, get everything lined up for that. So we've been hopefully March or something. Yeah, pretty much we've been busy doing that, trying to write new songs, getting ourselves together, you know, as, as a band, you know, connecting with each other, you know, spending some time with each other, you know, outside, you know, besides playing music. You know, we'll go bowling, hang out, you know, have fun, try to keep that connection instead of, you know, straight practice. No, you can't, you know, we're not going to smoke yet or, you know, stuff like that. You really create a lot of, a lot of tense moments to where it makes practice or getting yourself together, you know, hard. It's more stressful than anything, so... I think the more right, well, hopefully, uh, you are. What's that? Hopefully by the time you guys come back around to Chicago, maybe uh, in the springtime or something, we'll we'll be in a different place. The sound will be much better, and hopefully we'll have a nice studio. You can come hang out with us. Oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a better time then. Yeah, definitely. We, you know, we'll be in Running short on time, so we'll try to wrap things up tonight. But uh, definitely, thanks for coming on. It was a great yeah. time having you on. And like I said, we'll come and keep playing your music, and we'll uh, we'll keep in contact with you and have you back on in a few months. All right, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Just a quick shout out to right. a few people. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah, Jim Zirkle, the guy you know who who makes our album. You know, he did a great job. Jeff Cotton from Project Independent, you know, helped us out a lot with touring. Joe Etcher with the mixing, awesome dude. Warren Gaza, our connection in Texas. He is one of the coolest guys you've ever known. You know, it's amazing people that you meet on the road. Wes Jordan. Is he from the Rail Club? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our boy, yeah. Shout out to our boys, Hellshot, Deadlight. My girl Rachel, my beautiful son Destin, Billy B, my manager, Joe Earl, fucking a legend in my eyes. You know, he's a phenomenal drummer, the ex drummer for the band. You know, he's a great guy. Tommy Church, you know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people, but, you know, time is an issue. Whiskey Dick? Yeah, Whiskey Dick? Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome guys. Yeah, they're out of Texas, man. They're phenomenal guys. All right, well, thanks again for coming on, and, and like I say, we're definitely going to have you back on. All right, thanks a lot, man. Till the next time, All dude. right, you take care. All right, keep it loud. Mine Enemies Fall out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Definitely check them out on Facebook and Reverb Nation. Listen to them on Metal Mouth. Listen to them on Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Definitely. So that was a good show, Nick. Definitely. It's great and, to get uh, back into the swing of things. It's been a little while, so yeah. it kind of felt a little bit rusty, but it's good to get things back in order. Yeah, I'm not going to say we're going to be on next week, but we'll, we'll be back. You know, you're going to have to watch uh, watch the Facebook page at uh, you know, facebook.com slash Neil Winnell's Metal Mouth. You can also uh, check Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. That's, that's uh, your Facebook page. Is that right, Nick? Exactly. All right, and also japannick.com. Keep in touch, and until the next time, 
Keep it metal. Peace.